everyone, and welcome to Sugar Pills, your practical guide to self-care. I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I can't wait to help you lead a more joyful life. So let's get started on this week's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. So before we dive into today's episode, which is a lively conversation with Amy La Fountain on friendships. Don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Share this with a couple of your friends. Tag me at Candy Washington over on Instagram watching the podcast, and I will show you a little bit of love back and repost you. Don't forget to check out everything that we have in the show notes, which is a ton of free self-care resources, my new show, Life with Candy, and then also pick up some self-care goodies with the Basic Girl's Guide to Self-Care. So with that, let's dive into today's episode, which is a conversation with Amy LaFountain. She's a feature writer located in the New York metro area, and she recently wrote a piece for Yes Magazine offering advice on recovering from the end of a friendship, as she has some personal experience on, on it on on it on herself after breaking up with a few long-term friendships. I'm talking 10 years plus. So welcome, Amy, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. So do you want to tell everyone just a little bit more about yourself and then how you came to write about your experience with ending friendships? Sure, absolutely. So I have been a journalist for about a dozen years now professionally. Um, I've been writing since high school. I was the editorial editor of my high school newspaper and then a contributor to my college newspaper regularly. Um, And then in college, uh, I interned at MSNBC at their media relations office and for the show Countdown with Keith Olbermann. And then after I graduated college, I began my journalism career. Um, So I started off writing and researching articles for a number of different outlets and then became a correspondent for North Jersey Media Group in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I started out doing small business profiles for a while. And then that expanded to covering other areas, education, local politics, uh, features, um, including um, feature stories, including human interest stories, features especially. Uh, Features are my specialty. So I kind of grew into that specialty. Um, And then in 2016, I started as a correspondent for Gannett um, in a role I still have now as an arts columnist. And then in addition to that, I've been writing for a number of different media outlets and publications uh, as a freelancer. So I've written for magazines, blogs like Patch and Thrillist, uh, websites, other newspapers. Um, And so I've written for a number of outlets, um, self Realist and of course, Yes Magazine, uh, which is where I wrote about the process of handling and dealing with a friendship breakup. Um, and this was actually an idea that I, before the article came out, it was a topic that I had thought about and wanted to write about for years, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the things that was always on my mind um, and something I thought, you know, there could be more out there on this topic. Um, it's something that I think we put a lot of focus on romantic relationships in our discussions with people in our personal lives, in society, in pop culture. 
And there isn't as much focus on that in pop culture um, as romantic breakups, even though it can be just as painful and just as devastating. Um, I think you're seeing it shown more in pop culture today. Like, of course, Taylor Swift has written some songs about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that Issa Rae made the active decision um, to have a friendship breakup on Insecure with Issa and Molly. Um, so I think I think you're seeing that more in pop culture, which I think is great. Um, however, how many guidebooks and articles are there out there about steps to handle and get over a romantic breakup? Whereas I don't think you see the same kind of focus for friendship breakups. Um, it's treated more kind of as a, it's we look at the dramatics of it, you know, almost like a sideshow, if you will, more of the kind of cattiness or the, the big fights of it. But I don't think there's as much discussion about how to handle it in a way that you hopefully won't regret later. That was really what I had in mind when I thought about what kind of article I wanted to write on the topic. Um, so that's really the thought process that got me to writing about it. And, and I think there's a hunger for it, to be honest with you. Um, when the story did come out, it was the number one um, story on, of Yes's articles on their website for the most popular stories on their site. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a real hunger to figure that out um, and, and kind of a desire for more discussion on it. And I, I, when the story came out, I got a lot of comments from people too, kind of sharing their experiences of, I went through this and I, I read there was, there was a Finnish study back in 2016 and from the people who participated, they said about 70% of people had gone through the end of a friendship. So it's something that's more universal than I think pop culture or society lets on, but I would say just as important. So that was kind of the driving force that got me to write about it. Yeah. And and, and then when it comes to friendships, especially I'm guessing more like female to female friendships, there's almost a sort of like, like what you're saying, like glorification of negative friendships, whether it's like mean yes. girls or frenemies right. um, or like, you know, inner circle bullying, hierarchy, queen bee. Yes. Um, that real housewives narrative. Yeah. Like the cattiness, the, cattiness. the fights of it oh. and the drama. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the signs that you might be, and to me, that's just like a toxic relationship. Like, again, like we do talk a lot about toxic relationships when it comes to romantic partnerships, but you can also have toxic friendships. So what are some of the signs? So what are some of the signs that you're in a toxic uh, friendship that you need to look out for? You know, I also think some of the things they say to look for as a sign that your relationship might not be in a good place is also similar to friendships. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, one really good example is how do you feel afterwards after you see this person? Do you find yourself frustrated or exasperated or not happy? Or when you're spending time with this person, do you feel good? Do you feel like they're supportive of you and encouraging of you? Or do you feel like you're defending yourself more than should be necessary? Uh, you know, do you, is it somebody who you want to be associated with? Um, I mean, there's that expression, you are your friends. And I think that is, in fairness, a bit of a loaded statement because Mm -hmm. no two people are totally alike. But that said, I think it's worth asking, you know, is this somebody that you're happy to be associated with? Um, So I think a big barometer is how you feel. Um, And then this might seem obvious, but also just 
the classic question of how much time are you happy with this person versus how much time do you feel like you're dealing with a conflict or some issue with that person? Because there's no perfect relationship, there's no perfect friendship, but if you find that you are often finding yourself either, like I said, over explaining yourself to the person or getting into arguments or just unnecessary stress, then maybe it's, you know, pro cons, maybe there's too many cons in the situation. So those are, those are some things that I would look out for. And then also, you know, I talk about this in the article too. Sometimes we sense the end is coming, you know, and that could be a number of things too. Sometimes you feel it drift and sometimes it's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's something as simple as people move away to another place and it's, it's very hard to maintain that friendship, especially if it's maybe a casual friendship or mm-hmm. more of a convenient friendship. And you drift sometimes and there's no even, you know, maliciousness there. Sometimes you just grow apart. So I, right. I think it's kind of paying attention to those little signs. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. So before we dive into that part of it, I think going back to signs of like toxic friendships, like, yes. I, mean, you're, I think you're definitely right. Like if you find yourself unhappy or, you know, in conflict or in constant drama with a person, like that's definitely a sign. And I think yes. with others, and I think other signs are also, um, again, how you said, how you feel, like, do you feel drained? Like, is this, like, yes. this person may or not even be intentionally doing, but doing it, but right person always come to you and just dump their problems kind of just use you as like an emotional garbage can and they're not actually invested either so I think a big sign that maybe like friendships are toxic it could be maybe it's just as simple as it's a one-sided friendship where you're just giving and giving and giving and that person is taking and taking and taking so that might not look like a conflict but it is um an inequity of the value that the friendship and the value that you're getting out of it and then yes, also things it can't be one-sided absolutely right and then other things to think about is also um is there jealousy there you know sometimes yes. particularly with um female relationships you want to think is this a genuine friend or is this friend kind of jealous of me are they kind of sabotaging things and just really think about is this person my genuine friend or is this person friends with me for what they can get from me or is this person you know, maybe they're my friends, but you know, they say little digs, they make little snide comments that kind of erode your confidence or your self-esteem. So it's, so it's good Absolutely. to look out of those, um, emotional, um, kind of leeches. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. It can't be one-sided and things I like mean, that. So it definitely can be one-sided. So I think those are some things to look out for as signs of a toxic, um, friendship and those are things that you might want to get out of and then to your point of sometimes it's not even a toxic friendship sometimes you just outgrow it or there's something that comes along that they're they're moving away and maybe a long distance friendship is hard or you're just in a different place in your life so what are some ways to end friendships in a healthy way whether they are those toxic friendships where you know there's some emotional stuff going on there's some conflict or emotional leeching um versus ending those friendships that they're not toxic they're not negative they've just outrun their course you're just in two different places and for you the friendship no longer makes sense so what are some ways to health in a healthy way to end um those two different types of friendships is it the same way is it a different way like what guidance would you give it can vary i think if it's something that 
if you think that it's toxic and you also think that perhaps the person isn't getting it or that you think that this person is going to kind of keep coming at you if you, you don't address it at all, I would absolutely bring it up. I, I personally think that it doesn't have to be this daunting, overwhelming experience, but I do always suggest that people approach their friends and try to discuss it with them. Same thing as, you know, like I said, same thing as dating. Nobody wants to be ghosted. Um, that's extremely frustrating um, for the person on the other end. It's a cop out. Um, and I think you can, you can approach it and discuss it with someone and say, and say what you're feeling without it becoming a fight. Um, and I think that's, that's, it's important to approach the other person because I say it's out of respect to whatever you had. So if you talk to that person, you say, look, this is what I'm feeling. Maybe they had no idea. Sometimes both parties feel it, sometimes they don't. But I think out of courtesy to the friendship, it's good to bring the subject up. And that's great because maybe truly there's an understanding. Maybe you have a sense you know what things are about. Maybe you don't know. Um, either way, you bring up the discussion and then at least if nothing else, even if it doesn't get resolved, I think it's very important to have that peace of mind that you try to at least present the situation and discuss it in case it was a misunderstanding. Um, and sometimes if, if it's something more casual and there's nothing malicious about it, sometimes you can get away with kind of the slow fade, as they say. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, and I think, I think we can usually tell when both people are on that same page that way, where you both know, listen, you're a good person. I don't have anything against you, but you know, we all have busy lives and on the list of, of things to do, we might, our friendship might just not be on the top of the list, but it's not something with ill will. Um, and if two people are on the same page, you sort of just, you know, can remain supportive and friendly from afar, you know, the person who you might say happy birthday to once a year, happy holidays and keep it friendly and super casual. And that's, and that's fine. I think a lot of times people can sense that, you know, there's those certain periods in life, whether it's high school to college, college to career, um, in your twenties and to thirties, when your friends start marrying up, when your friends have kids, there are these periods where it's, it's pretty normal for friendships to shift and change. So if that's something that's happening, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a surprise to both people. So you can sort of let it kind of make its distance. And I think as long as you're not doing it again, as long as you're not ignoring somebody, because I, I don't think it's never cool for somebody to reach out to you in good faith and then to not respond. But I think the beauty of if it's something casual and leaving a little space there is that then maybe later on, if for whatever reason, you have the opportunity to connect, you have that open opportunity. So I, I think you do kind of cater your response to the situation in context to how the friendship and the relationship is and the reason for it kind of drifting. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think having, like if it's a really close relationship and it's an obvious departure of the friendship, I agree. I think it's a good idea to just have that like conversation of, you know, this is what I've been feeling and this is why I'm going to start to distance myself from this friendship, you know, do it in a healthy way, maybe in public, depending on how this person is. Hopefully that's not necessary, but you just never know. Yes. 
Um, and then, yeah. And I Ideally think in person more, though, you're right. Because yeah. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's not something you can handle in just a text message or a quick email. That's, and I think that's kind of a disrespect to the, the whatever friendship you had too, you know, ideally in person uh, when you can. Yeah, definitely in person. I think um, it's just, and plus it, it leaves less room for misinterpretation. Someone could read your text yes. in a different tone. Someone could read your email in a different tone and take things kind of out of context. So definitely think in person. And then I also agree that when the friendships maybe are more, um, maybe more social or a little bit more surface, it's okay to do that slow fade where it's not this obvious departure of like one day we were best friends and the next day you're gone. You can kind of <laughs> do that slow, that slow fade. So yeah, what advice do you have for people who are in friendship groups and you kind of want to break away from one of the friends and maybe not other people in the group. Um, I think that's a big thing too, where it's like you have, Absolutely. you know, like your college friends or high school friends, your work friends or yoga friends, and are kind of in this, you know, um, bubble, I guess. So how do you navigate yep. saying, hey, there's this one person I don't really gel with, but I don't want it to affect my friendships with other people that we have mutual friends with? Yes. I, I totally know how that is. In fact, I've had a few, like you said in the intro, I've had a few major friendships that were at least 10 years long um, that ended. And in all of those cases, we have, to this day, we have mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And I would say two things. I would say the number one thing is do not interfere with the other friendships. And I think a crucial thing that I learned from my experience that's really important to keep in mind through everything is do not think that somebody else being friends with someone you no longer really are close to, don't take that continued friendship to imply that you are wrong for ending your friendship. It doesn't validate or invalidate your decision mm -hmm. because every friendship is different. So. I might get along really well with this person and you might not. And that doesn't mean that my, that I shouldn't be friends with the person. And it also, and it also doesn't mean that you should. I think that's really important to keep in mind. Um, and what I would add to that is when I say don't interfere, do not try to end your friends' friendships <laughs> because it's, it's talk about toxic, then that's toxic behavior. Um, and it's also just, you have to sort of check yourself a lot of times in these situations. And you have to say to yourself, it's one thing if you have somebody who's kind of the Regina George of the group, if she's toxic to everyone, then sure, absolutely say to your friend, you know, are you sure you really want to be friends with this person? Are you getting enough out of it? But that said, if you don't get along with Jane Smith, but somebody else gets along with Jane Smith, do you really want to break up a working friendship? And I think when you really stop yourself and think about that, most people would say no. Um, so I would, I would really strongly advise people to just be respectful of their friends' relationships. That said, I don't think it means you have to engage with the person. I don't, I think that Yes, especially in adult life, there are times that you will probably run into this person again if you have common circles. So I think that's another reason to try to amicably and kind of civilly reach out to the person. You know, I in my 30s, 
there are people who I'm not quite as close to anymore. And I know I'm going to see them at our mutual friend's wedding, our mutual friend's baby shower, our mutual friend's bridal yeah. shower, bachelor party. You know, if you know you're going to run into the person, you don't necessarily need to, you know, light a fire. <laughs> um, but I think that also, that doesn't mean that you have to see that person all the time. I think a big part of self-care is knowing some something that might trigger you or upset you and removing yourself from that situation. And I want to point out that I don't think that's running away from the problem. I think that's taking care of yourself to avoid a stressful situation. So those things will happen too. Um, you might, you know, there's, there's definitely a line between drama and self-preservation um, that's for good for your own well-being. So if you think you really don't want to see this person at some event, you, you can say that. You can say, listen, I'm not gonna go to that event. I, you know, if it's if it's somebody really toxic, you can say, look, I don't, I don't think I want to be there with this person. You know, I it's going to upset me. And I I think that's okay. If it's somebody you just don't really care for, then you know, you can just kind of be a grown-up, which I've I've done many times. You know, you're cordial to the person you don't associate with anymore, and then you go about with your life. Mm -hmm. Um, or if it's not, if you think it's kind of too extreme or it's not possible to, or you don't want to miss something, which is understandable, you, you sort of put that distance there. And I don't mean you have to sort of wedge your friends against each other. <laughs> um, but I think, for example, you know, if you're at a party or somebody's birthday celebration or some kind of event where you know you're going to see somebody you don't associate with, then maybe make sure you have another friend to spend time with so that it doesn't seem like this awkward thing. Or maybe you can bring somebody with you. I think there are ways to look out for yourself without putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. So those are the two things I would stress. Don't try to end other people's friendships, show respect for those friendships, but also make sure to take care of yourself and put the distance between you and that person when you need to for your own well-being. Absolutely. And, and it just sounds like just creating healthy boundaries with yourself and with and with others. So yes. I think, I think, yeah, I think those, those are all really great points. Um, I definitely would agree. Like, don't maybe have a pact with your mutual friends. Like, Hey, you know, I'm not really good friends with Jane Doe anymore. What I talk to you in confidence stays here. And yes. I don't really want to hear about what's going on with her. Like, let's keep our friendship clean in between us. Yes. And I also love your points about, you know, if it's going to be like a wedding or a baby shower or a big brunch, you know, have like the heads up that this person's coming. Again, if it's not toxic, then doesn't need to be this big thing. And if it's just, I don't like this person, then it's good just to say, hey, I'll be cordial, but like keep my, my distance, have a buddy with me and just like keep it moving. So I, I really love all of those, yeah. all of those insights. And you gauge the situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gauge the situation and, and you always want to protect yourself, want to create boundaries for yourself. But then you also want to um, be able to still cultivate those mutual friendships as well. Yes, it doesn't have to be an either or. And I think you made a good point too with discussions about other people. Because mm -hmm. um, I think it's similar to, you know, in a romantic relationship, you usually need to put a little bit of space before you can be friends with that person again. If it's an ex, you know, you might unfriend the person on Facebook for a little while after you break up 
or you, you know, you can't break up with somebody on a Friday and then go back to casually texting them on Saturday. <laughs> you need to put a little distance there. And I think in the same regard with friendships, when you're not really friends with somebody anymore, I do not think there's a problem, like you said, with saying to this person, you know, I really don't need to know what's going on with them. You know, I, it's, and it's not, I want to stress, it's not a petty thing. It's not to say, oh, forget that person, or it's not spiteful or any ill will. It's just, you don't necessarily need to fill your time focusing or discussing somebody who isn't really that actively in your life anymore. Um, and so I think that's really important too, because it's, it's very easy to get kind of stumble into conversation about people like that. And then that could kind of bring stuff up and, and be toxic in itself. Um, I mean, I have a couple mutual friends who are friends with somebody who I'm, who I don't associate with at all anymore. And, you know, you don't have to be dumb. There, there have been times where, you know, I know that when I reach out to them to make plans and they say they're busy and then, you know, you see an event on Facebook with all of them online or something, you, you know, they were seeing that person. So you don't have to lie or be cagey or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, you, you can stop yourself from even going there to talk about that person so that you don't put yourself in a place where you're, you're kind of stewing and stirring up old things again. I think that's really important. And, and to be honest with you, it's not always easy to do that stuff, you know, similar to how you can, you can find yourself talking about an ex and then some of those feelings can come back where you think like, damn that person you know and there's that there's that kind of lingering even if you've moved on from a situation sometimes there's that lingering whether it's anger or disappointment sometimes that can bubble up again so I think it is important to not engage in discussions like that too too much because it's easy to do nobody's perfect you can you can <laughs> you can find yourself you know criticizing the person who you're not friends with anymore who somebody else is still friends with but try to remember that there's really no good in that either so I think you definitely have the right idea in telling people like I don't really want to discuss that person so it's kind of a good preventative measure to avoid yourself from going into that place of just kind of dredging up old baggage and things that won't do you any good yeah absolutely and and I think to that point um what what are some things we can do if we're on the other end like what if we're the friend that's who's being dumped <laughs> you know yeah. talked a lot about like us like you know separating ourselves from friends but like what do we do when we're on the other end of that what do we do when a long-term friend wants to walk away from a friendship with us so the first thing I would say is check where you're at you know see how you feel again maybe you have a sense of what what the issue is what's going on I think a lot of times even if we're not ready to acknowledge it we sense when things are changing or we sense that things are different. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of parallels between I think friendship relationships and romantic relationships in that a lot of times before stuff kind of explodes, you, you see changes, you see things happening and you may or may not kind of acknowledge it. Um, so think about your interactions with that person. Think about, you know, this might be changing, our relationship might be changing. Do I still want to be friends with this person? If you are sorting that out and you decide you do want to be friends with that person, you can reach out to them too. You can, and it might not be the most comfortable 
situation or the easiest discussion. Um, but I, I, again, I strongly encourage bringing up the topic because like I said, you might not get the, re the response that you hoped for, but I think there's a lot of value in looking back on a situation and not saying what if, because that can be miserable. <laughs> um, and, and then that way, again, if it is a misunderstanding, you can explain yourself um, and you can try to sort things out. Maybe the person misunderstood a situation and you can explain where you were coming from or what happened. You know, you just don't know until you bring it up. Um, and even though there's a temptation to avoid the discussion because it's not pleasant, I don't know that that's worthwhile in the long run. Um, so you might as well address it. Um, that said, what I would tell people to keep in mind is, again, prepare yourself to be surprised. Prepare yourself when you broach that subject that they might have been stewing for a while. They might have these feelings that they've been simmering on for a long time before the point when you decided to bring it up. Um, and I hate to say it, but you you have to keep in mind that you can't completely control other people's impressions of you. And so be prepared that the conversation could go either way. You could have a great discussion and realize you were both being kind of foolish or you can kind of hash it out and realize, you know, we both let ourselves drift for no good reason. Or you might talk to that person, you might realize they have a lot of issues with you that you just didn't know about. Um, and one thing that I would add that was, <laughs> it was a bit stunning for me to kind of wrap my head around for a while is you have to prepare yourself for the potential situation where you can fully explain yourself as best as possible, lay out your side of the situation, your read of the situation, and they might simply choose not to believe you. Um, I, I think that we tend to think of things as the truth and not truth. <laughs> um, and you know, we everybody knows that there's always two sides to a situation. However, it, it also gets to be a little bit more complex than that. And you know, I've I've talked about this with a lot of people. You're never unfortunately going to be able to push through that wall if you tell somebody the truth, you lay things out, but they just make the decision to believe otherwise. And it's it's really, really difficult to to accept that and to, you know, to, to work with that and to acknowledge it. Um, but unfortunately, that may be the case. So I think you, you have to go into discussions being prepared for that as well. Yeah, I, I definitely think you have the discussion um, if you feel that a friendship is drifting apart or it's ended. And I think Again, if you're on the other side of it and you're the one being dumped in the friendship, I think, and I know dump sounds harsh, but I don't mean it that way. If you, um, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's really important to treat yourself in a gentle way, Just have some self-compassion yes. and be gentle with yourself. It's Again, I, it's, it mirrors a lot to romantic relationships because although we have romantic love, we also have platonic love. So yes. it does hurt and it does suck when someone that you love as a friend decides to end that friendship. That's a hurtful thing. So Absolutely. I think acknowledging that you're hurt by it and acknowledging that, you know, um, you're sad by it and you allow yourself to grieve the end of the relationship the same Absolutely. way you would grieve, you know, the end of 
um, you know, if a boyfriend breaks up with you or a fiance or divorce, you give yourself that space to grieve it because there is a lot of loss there. So I think just really taking yeah. care of yourself and remembering that regardless of who the person is, whether it's a friend, whether it's a romantic partner, that if that person chooses for whatever reason, you maybe you did something, maybe you didn't, but for whatever reason, if it's their choice that they no longer want you know, you to participate in their life, that does not take away from your value or your worth as a person. It doesn't mean that you're not yes. a good friend. It doesn't mean you're not a good partner. It just means that at this particular time, it's not going to work out with that particular person. It may suck, but it is okay. And it does not mean that there is anything wrong with you. Absolutely. And, that, not that's mean so that. and I think really allowing yourself the space to say, you know what, this kind of sucks. I don't Absolutely. get it, but I'm going to go through the process. I'm going to grieve. I'm going to allow myself to feel it, but I'm also not going to allow this to make me feel less than or not good enough. Because I think breakups can do that. Breakups, whether it's with a friend or with a, a romantic partner really takes a toll on your self-esteem and on your confidence you know, you kind of think there's something wrong with yes. me. Am I annoying? Am I not good enough? Am I not cool? Am I not this? Am I not that? Am I not pretty? Am I not, you know, you, yeah. you start to get all that stuff going on where you, and I think it's really important to, yes, after every breakup, you want to do a self-assessment and like, well, sure. Is this going you want to learn from it? On? You want to get the wisdom. You want to learn from it, but you don't want to personalize it. You yes. don't want to make it as, this person chose to walk away, that means that I'm not good enough in some way because that is not what it means. It just means that person is missing out on the joy of you. Like that is what that means. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, think I know for so me, like, true. I've ended a few friendships and I've had to go through that period too of either I've ended the friendship or they've kind of drifted away. And, and, it, and it usually it's their own stuff and it really has nothing to yeah. do with you. There's so much going on in another person's lives. So much going on that we don't know. That we don't know about. And it's just like, whatever. And then I also had to really learn the power of rejection protection. Like sometimes yeah. someone comes into your life for a reason and then they also leave it for one. Like you never know what yeah. you're being protected from. Like maybe if you were still friends with this person, they would eventually backstab you or they would lead you down the wrong path or just something, you just, whatever it is. So oh, yeah. you have to trust that if someone is leaving your life, they're meant to leave it. Of Absolutely. course, like sometimes like we like find friends again and kind of hang out or we'll get back with a boyfriend or, you know, whatever. Like, of course there's like, those are those moments, but I mean like the meaningful big breakups. If someone doesn't, see the value in you, then that person actually doesn't deserve to be in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, and it's I, I totally agree with you. You have to make sure to look at the end of that friendship as meaning that the friendship didn't work. It didn't mean that you didn't work as a person. It's, exactly. it's a commentary on the relationship, not you. And you're right. It's, it's so important to make sure that you, you know, that, that it's a friendship worth having. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also I think sometimes whether we expect it or not, 
sometimes there are those moments that just crystallize things. Um, and I think they might also kind of give a hint to the scenario like you were talking about that somebody might not have your best interests at heart. I mean, I will, I, I had a situation with one person in my life and I remember we had, we had, had some, some arguments. Um, I don't get into big full-fledged fights very, fights very often, um, but we did have a couple arguments and I remember talking to her one day and I remember I said to her flat out, I said, it just seems like you don't respect my opinion or my thoughts on things. And she paused and she said, well, and that was it. I knew it was yeah. one of those crystallized moments yeah. where I thought you don't respect me. And the, the thing yeah. is, it's so crucial because don't get me wrong. You do not have, two friends do not have to agree on everything. Mm -hmm. Two friends, probably no two people probably will agree on anything. Um, everything, excuse me. And, and also, you know, not everybody's compatible in general. That's the other thing to keep in mind. And that's okay. However, you have to have that respect there. If there isn't mutual respect, to me, that's game over. And in that moment, when I was talking to that person, when she was hesitant, I thought, nope, that's it. Because yeah. it's, that is one of those things that you also, in my opinion, if you have a solid friendship, there should not be hesitancy. You know, if somebody asks me, do I respect my friends? There's no hesitancy. You know, I, I joke with a friend of mine, Michelle, you know, she's a Yankees fan and I'm a Red Sox fan. And I may totally disagree with her on baseball, but that doesn't mean at the end of the day that I don't completely love and respect her. Um, you know, and there's, mm -hmm. I think that's a very important distinction. Um, you don't have to agree with somebody. And you don't have to necessarily, you know, you shouldn't be hurtful to people, but you don't have to necessarily in encourage somebody to do something that you think is wrong for them. And you can encourage people to, you know, improve their lives, do something that might be better for them. But that moment that there isn't respect or that moment that you're talking to that person and there isn't respect there, I always go back to then what's the point? You know, if you're yeah. friends with somebody who doesn't respect you, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, because what you're basically saying is you don't respect yourself. It's like all relationships. Exactly. If you don't respect yourself, then of course we'll tolerate somebody not respecting you. But when you respect yourself, you expect yeah. the people that are actively members of your life to respect you as well. So, yes. so yeah, it's, I love that. So this That's is a good point too, because then what does it say about you? You yeah, know, if you're yeah, willing yeah. to be friends with somebody who doesn't, you know, see the value in you, then, then what is, what are you, who are you associating with? You know, it, it's so important to have people in your life who encourage you. And like what you were saying too, maybe there's jealousy there. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's important to look at too, because there's a big difference between, you know, kind of the playful jealousy um, yeah. and, you know, where I think it's a beautiful thing to have friends who whose accomplishments motivate you, you know, we're never really, unless you're in, you know, the, the room and you're both pitching the same show or something like that, you're not really competing against your friends anyway. So there's no good in comparing, but I think it's a beautiful thing when your friends can motivate you and encourage you and support you. And I'm, I'm really fortunate to have friends like that. Um, but if there's somebody who, you know, you're talking to and they're, they're not supportive of you, or even just, 
if they're friends who you don't really see them stepping up for you as much as you step up for them, like you said, if it's one-sided, mm-hmm. if you find yourself, you know, always applauding somebody when they say they got a promotion or when they share a project they worked on, and then they don't do the same for you, I think that's something to check on too. Um, you know, you look at the dynamic in that in that relationship, and if it's not there, then then as my grandmother used to say, you don't need that. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been such a good, great conversation. So if you could leave us with one insight or one kernel of wisdom, what would it be? Oh, wow. About friendships in general? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I would say, I would say that your friendships are just as valuable and sometimes even more valuable, I would say, than romantic relationships. And the reason why I say more is if you're fortunate, sometimes your friendships will outlast some of the romantic relationships in your life. And so I think that as as much as our society and our pop culture might not have caught up to it yet, I think it is absolutely worth nurturing your friendships in your life just as much as you do your romantic relationships in your life. And that will that will serve you really well too, I think. They, friendships are great. They're, they're such a wonderful part of life. They deserve to be nourished just as much as every other relationship in your life. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Amy. And where can we find you? Where can we support you and just learn more about your, your writing and, and read some more of your stuff? Thank you. So I can share the link with you to this article. Um, this article for Yes That I Did was how to survive the end of a friendship. Um, And then I'm also on social media. I'm Amy LaFountain, A-I-M-E-E-L-A-F-O-U-N-T-A-I-N on Twitter and Instagram. Um, And I'm also on LinkedIn. And I'm also setting up a profile at amylafountain.journoportfolio.com. So between that, especially LinkedIn right now, you can see, and besides Google, of course, um, you can see a lot of my other writing if you look me up. Sounds good. And I'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes for everyone who's listening. So thank you so much, Amy. And for everyone out there, until next time, be well. Thank you so much for joining me. And please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. Head over to Instagram and join me at Candy Washington. I can't wait to hear from you.